Hey, this is Kevin Weatherby of Save the Cowboy. I want you to tow that stirrup, throw a leg over the candle, take a deep seat, and pull your hat down tight. I ain't gonna tolerate no whining or griping, so let's all strike a long trot down that narrow trail and learn how to ride with God. Come on! What you waiting on? Let's go. If you do have your Bibles and want to follow along, we're going to be in Psalm 23. Psalm 23. Uh, First off, I want to say thank you to all of the love and support that I've received over the past week. Um, I admitted last week to y'all that for the last seven months, I have been suffering from debilitating anxiety attacks, um, not panic attacks. I don't panic or anything, just just anxiety attacks, not feeling good. Um, you know, I had one in Big R one day, and I had to sit down on the in the dog food aisle for about 15 minutes. You know, it just debilitating. And the crazy thing is, there's nothing wrong. I mean, Save the Cowboys, great. My family's great. You know, nearly everybody is healthy except for my stepdad. And Jerry, we're praying for you as he goes through chemo and radiation. But I know his faith is strong. And um, anyway, it has just been a really, really bad, bad storm. And, um, So last week we started a sermon series called Growing Through the Storm, learning how to grow mentally, emotionally, and spiritually when you are going through a storm of life. And we're using Psalm 23 as a guide. So last week we talked about how to grow mentally. And um, most of us are, well, I'm mental anyway, so growing mentally was important to me. This week, we're going to talk about how to grow emotionally through the storm. Um, it, it was a very, very trying week. And, and I want to say thank you to Sarah for her eyes lighting up because she's asked me this morning. She goes, how are you? Cause, you know, she knows a little bit more in depth of some of the things that I've gone through. And I said, I'm really good this morning. And her eyes just lit up and that meant so much to me. So thank you. But this week has been a very, very difficult week. Uh, it started off Monday and Tuesday whenever we had two dogs that have a grain allergy that got into grain. Oh, my goodness. It was like a whale had diarrhea in our puppy house. (laughs) Two days in a row. Like, it was so, like, I opened the door and the stench hit me. Cammie was standing outside and went, she couldn't even go in there, right? So it's so bad, you have to let it dry before you can go in. One of those things, right? And it happened two, it happened Monday morning and then it happened Tuesday morning. And oh my gosh, it was just like, that's how you start your day off about six o'clock in the morning. And so, but, but the culmination of it, uh, was on Wednesday. Cammy had a, Cammy had a doctor's appointment and it was at 830 up by Colorado Boulevard and, is up near Billings, Montana, right? Somewhere up there in Denver, right? And so it's at 8.30, 
So me being one of those that cannot stand to be late, you know, I tell Kenny, we got to leave. Even though it says it's only a 50-minute drive, it's going to be in rush hour traffic. So we leave at 7 a.m., right? We leave at 7 a.m., and the appointment's at 8.30, and I get there at 8.32. I mean, we had to detour around a wreck and everything. And, man, I am so proud of myself, but, you know, Despite my <laughs> recent struggles, you know, I, you know, you feel like you're teetering, like, oh, oh, and you're like, it's okay, it's okay. So we get there at 8.32, and we walk in there to the doctor's office, and like, we're the first ones there, and we walk in there, and Cammie walks up there, she goes, my name's Cammie Weatherby, and the receptionist looks at her and says, you're 14 minutes late, you'll have to wait till 10 o'clock. And I said, her appointment was at 8.30 because I, I put it in the calendar. And Cammy responded to the confirmation the day before that we were going to be there at 8.30. And this receptionist looks at me and she goes, we don't make appointments at 8.30. And I said, so we're 14 minutes late, so you make appointments at 8.17? Oh, I mean, my head is just fixing to explode load, right? And so I, I'm telling y'all now, I did not, I, I handled it about as bad as a preacher can handle anything, okay? I got mad. You could see it all over my face. And I was like, let's get out of here. And I like, I wouldn't even wait in their waiting room. I was so, and that was for their benefit, not mine. Because I can get mouthy, okay? I can get mouthy. And so, anyway, we walked down to the, to the, I was like on the fourth floor or something. We went down to the bottom, and I just sat there. And every, you ever just sat there and just got more mad and more mad and more mad? So I look over at Amy, and I was like, I got to go for a walk. So I walked outside, and I'm just, have you ever just thrown a fit while you're walking? all the way down the street and then I looked up and I really wasn't sure where I was. <laughs> and then I realized I was cold. The wind was blowing. So now I'm mad, cold, and I got to walk all the way back. And you know this whole time God is like, you know, you could have done better. I know God. I know, but does anybody else do that? But God, but, 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 but. And so, you know, we got in there, and like by now, guys, I, I'm red. I'm in the red. <laughs> it, it is just as bad as it can be, and we get into the doctor's office finally, and I did mouth off to the doctor, too. I did, because they, they, they told us that we had to come back at 10. We came back at 10, and he was 40 minutes late, and I was being sure and telling that he was, that he was 40 minutes late, right? So God was with him because he just ignored me, right? And during her doctor's appointment, I finally told the guy, because he was like, ah, rah, 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 rah. I was like, dude, somebody's got to help my wife. Because all of y'all just keep passing the buck, and I don't understand, and blah, 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 blah. And I find it was like, we're, we're just going to Jewish National, and we're not going to mess with these people anymore. And I got my wife, and I got out of there, and we're driving home, rah, 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 and I'm griping, and I'm griping. And I look over, and my wife is crying. And I was like, what's wrong? She goes, you're being nasty to me. And my heart just sank. I am so sorry, Cammie. I am so, so sorry.
I was just frustrated. You know what I mean? And isn't it easy for those emotions whenever we're having a bad day? And sometimes you can even be having a good day and then something just wrecks it. Man, that emotional response is so hard to keep control of. And it's really hard to keep control of your mouth, right? It's horrible. In Psalm 23, last week we talked about the first part. This week it starts off, and for the life of me, have you ever seen how uh, words can change over the years? See, like sick used to mean you're sick. Sick means cool now, right? Oh, that's sick. That's sick. Well, in today's verse, it starts off with yay. Well, (laughs) Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I cannot read that verse without going, Yay, I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, right? And I know that that's not the right yay. It really means, a you know, like, but. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. What can we learn about emotional resilience in the storm when everything is just, I mean, it's like being caught out in a hailstorm or a lightning storm, Right. I was in a lightning storm with Robert McClain one time and I was on Butthead and he was on his little sorrel mare. And I mean, lightning is popping everywhere. And I look over and Robert's like this. I said, what are you doing? He goes, I just got to be shorter than you. (laughs) Thanks, Robert. But isn't that the way it sometimes feels going through these storms? Let's go through this and see what we can learn from a Psalm of David. Yea, though I walk. I think that's, believe it or not, man, I think that this is one of the most important words in all of Psalm 23 is it says, walk. Nowhere does it say you get to sprint through the valley of the shadow of death. Nowhere in that does it, does it say that this is going to be quick. Okay. Nowhere does it say that this is, I mean, when you walk through a valley and when you, when we picture a valley, I don't mean like, you know, a high mountain valley that's all grass and just beautiful. No, this valley is more like a rainforest. You know, you're chopping your way through with a machete just time after time after time after time. It's not quick. It's not quick. And I think a lot of people get really discouraged during the storm because they want it to be immediately over. And it's not. It takes time to go through this. And as a matter of fact, it's time to reflect on God. It's time to watch our step. God wants us to walk for two reasons. Number one, he wants us to pace ourselves through the storm because it's really easy to get in a hurry. And, and as easy as it is to get in a hurry and want to sprint through the valley, what the other side of it is a lot of times instead of walking, people just sit down. Neither one of those are right. When you're going through a storm, and especially an emotional storm, don't, whatever you do, don't stop, but don't get going too fast, because both of them will probably lead to you on the ground. Yea, though I walk, and then the next word might be equally important. Yea, yea, though I walk, what's the next word? Through, through. See, most people, when they get in the valley, they don't understand that the goal 
is to get through the valley. See, a lot of people, they don't want through the valley. They want to climb out the side. Or, just like uh, the disciples did after Jesus died, and, you know, they were so distraught and everything like that, they just went back to fishing, right? That we go back to the very things that probably got us in the valley in the first place. And with, with this seven-month storm that I have been going through, not one single time did I ask God to take me out of the storm. I said I wanted to be taken through the storm because I want to learn whatever I can through this whole trial and tribulation. Number one, so that I don't have to take this test again. Because if you find yourself going through the same problem over and over and over and over, it's probably because you didn't go through the valley, you got out of the valley, right? God wants to take you through something. I want to I want to go through the valley, number one, so that I can learn from something, right? So that I don't have to go through this valley. I know there's going to be other valleys. It would, it would be, I think it would be foolish to think that, that there's not another valley ahead of us because life is a series of hills and valleys. And sometimes there's some stretches of just normalcy. Yea, though I walk through the valley of shadow of death, you know, uh, there's this illustration that I have that was actually in my first book, and I've, and I've said it here before, but it, it's something like this, that, that I'm driving along, you know, the freeway, and I suddenly see Kevin pull off the next exit. I'm like, well, that was weird. And then I see another side that says, no, Kevin, pull off the next exit. Yeah, you, Kevin. So I pull off at the next exit, and there's a horse right there. It says, follow me this way. Well, I've been, you know, down that, that wide road to destruction, you know, living in a worldly way and everything like that. So I get on my horse and I go out in, into the forest and there's sights and sounds and beauty of things that I never experienced before. There's berries to eat. There's clean water. There's nice pine needle beds and you lay on and you see the grandeur of the stars and all of that. But after a while, you're like, man, what I wouldn't do to, you know, have that soft bed, you know? And man, what I wouldn't give for a nice T-bone steak instead of these berries. And man, I wish I could listen to some Metallica instead of the magpies and all of this. And you're riding along. And then all of a sudden where the trail leads is a wide open desert or a wilderness. And it says this way. And there's a, there's a barrier right there. Warning, wilderness ahead. And the crazy part about it is you look over. And there's my truck right there. And I think, why would I want to go out into this hot, stark wasteland when I can go right back over there to my air-conditioned truck, get back in it, and I cannot tell you how many times I've gone and got back in that truck. But see, here's the thing, that the devil wants to keep you out of the wilderness because the wilderness is where you find God. The wilderness is where you learn to depend upon God. And quite frankly, that wilderness isn't near as vast as the devil tells us it is. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. You know, the, the valley, listen, you've all heard the little cliche, everybody wants to be on the mountain, but nothing grows on top of a mountain, does it? The, the views are amazing. 
you know, the clear air. And, it, and if you're if you're a weirdo and like cold, it's usually cold up on the mountaintop, depending on the mountain. You know, you, you'll never see me climb Mount Everest. You know, I mean, no way. It's, it's too cold. It's cold up. Nothing grows on the mountaintop. And listen, there's beauty in the valley if you know what to look for. You know what I have found in the valley? I've found true friends. I've found true friends in the valley. I've become, I'm trying to become a better man while I'm in the valley. I've learned to not take things for granted in the valley, and I've learned to celebrate small successes in the valley. Now, while we, while the valley can be difficult, the valley can be beautiful if you have the right mindset. Yea, though I walk through, we walk, <laughs> we don't run, and we don't stop. Take your time. Be intentional about moving forward. I've said this time and time again. Y'all think, some people think that my gift is preaching, and it may be a little bit, but probably my biggest gift is my innate ability to continue to move forward regardless of the circumstances. And I'm not always saying that it's fast or it's right and that I, that I always get stuff right. I actually have a meme that just on Instagram has like 20,000 shares. And basically it said, you saw me flat on my face, but you didn't watch long enough to see me moving forward until I could stand up and walk. That was really about me going through this storm. Yea, though I walk through the valley. Now, what is the shadow of death? Think about that imagery that David uses here. The shadow of death. You know what? One of the things during the storm is that sometimes, whether it was a loss of a loved one, maybe a divorce, maybe laid off or house fire or you know, whatever the case may be, a lot of times the shadow of death, it feels like we're not going to make it. it you, you just, how many times have you asked yourself in the valley, I just don't know how much more I can take. If you haven't said that, congratulations and get ready because there's probably going to be a situation at some point that you just kind of bow your head. <laughs> and if you do it like I do, you pinch the bridge of your nose and you go, God, I don't know how much more of this I can take. That is the valley of the shadow of death. Sometimes it does feel like that. It feels impossible. It feels like nothing is ever going to be the same again. It feels like you're going to be there forever, but you're not. Yay. Though I walk through the valley, which can be good, the valley of the shadow of death, and I will fear no evil. You know what, I, what comes to mind? When I pondered on these verses all week long, I will fear no evil. You want to know what I think the devil's biggest accomplishment is in our lives during storms? Is he's a liar. He is an absolute liar. And let me tell you the lie that at some point in time, maybe today, that you have believed is this right here. I will fear no evil. The evil I don't want you to fear is this. See, the devil will convince you during a storm that the present is permanent. 
it feels like the present is permanent. That, that you're never going to feel any different than this despair or this anxiousness or this overwhelming feeling or the sense of hopelessness or the sense of guilt or regret or shame or whatever emotional feeling is going through through your mind at that point or your heart, I will fear no evil. And the evil that I don't want you to be afraid of is that the present is not permanent, but that devil will whisper in your ear every day that whatever you're going through, that that is going to be the rest of your life. And it is not the case. It is not the case. Yesterday, I went with my pastor, Jay. Jay had uh, heard me say that to my knowledge, I had never seen a bald eagle in the wild, and I've lived in Colorado for nearly 12 years, that I had never seen a bald eagle in the wild, and he knew of a place called Bar Lake that had some bald eagles. And so um, he invited me, and I went and picked him up yesterday, and I'm so thankful for him, because let me tell you what, yesterday was as about it about as bad a day as I've had. Like there was nothing inside of me and it had nothing to do with Jay. It had nothing to do with bald eagles. Like I did not want to do anything yesterday because of how bad I felt. But you know what I did? I got up that morning. I went out, filled up, you know, fed my horses, fed the dogs, did everything. Cammie was in Colorado Springs. I did everything that I was supposed to do. And then I got in the truck and I headed for Jay and picked him up and we drove out to Bar Lake and um, we had this kind of like little private tour with this park ranger and she was so, so nice and so cool. And to be honest with you, I didn't even care. It was just one of those times. And so we parked and we walked out on this long boardwalk to this gazebo and there was two bald eagles sitting, you know, all about where Elbert was. And and we're looking through these binoculars that are about this long that you can see this far through. I don't understand why they put binoculars this big when I could have probably zoomed in with my iPhone and it would have been, you know, closer and clearer. But anyway, we're standing there. And and the best and worst part of it was there was these two ladies with us that were so excited about every blade of grass and every bird that they saw. And and somebody along the trail said that they had seen an owl. And this one lady, I thought she was going to, you know, jump out with her walker and go try to chase down some owl. I mean, they were just exuberant. And isn't that annoying when people are happy and you're not? I hate that. Right? And so we walked out there and I was like, yeah, that's eagle. I mean, it was bad, guys. And one of the problems is, you know, there's two types of people. When you're stressed out, there's the type of people that can all they just feed their face nonstop when they're stressed out. Well, I'm the opposite. You know, I've had like a tic-tac in the last two weeks. That's about how much I've eaten. And so, you know, my energy level is down and everything. And I just kind of walked away from the group, and I was sitting there. And Jay walks over to me, and he knows. He knows. He's my pastor. He walks over. He goes, are you okay? I said, no, not really. And he said, do you want me to stop talking? And I said, that's the last thing I want you to do. He's a calming force in my life. And I said, 
And he's like, well, do you want to leave? And I said, no, Jay, I'm okay. Like, I, I'm just fine. I said, you know, just when you, when you combine the stress and, and all of this stuff with, with not being able to eat and blah, blah, blah. I said, I, I'm just having a hard time, but I'm okay. I'm okay. And so anyway, we walked back and we saw some other stuff. And it really was a fun time. It really was a fun time. But the present isn't permanent. No matter how bad you feel, the, pa- the present is not permanent. Yay. Yay. Y'all are never going to be able to read that without thinking, yay. Yay. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I will fear no evil for you are with me. You are with me. Say, God's been with me this whole time. And even though when I didn't feel him, I knew he was there because sometimes you just got to get through it. Not one time during any of my good days or the worst of days did I ever think that God was not with me because we are never, never, never alone as Christians. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they come for me. What is a rod and a staff? You know, one of them is a shepherd's hook. You've seen it before. It's, you know, up to a seven or eight foot tall staff with a hook on the end. And what did they use that for? They used it to rescue sheep that had fallen in something. And, you know, they reach up with the deal and, and, and pull the, pull the sheep out. Um, I don't know. Was it Zach or somebody sent us a little deal yesterday of this guy? And he's down in this gross canal looking thing. And he's getting this sheep out. and He's struggling and it's a big sheep and it's got all that that wool and it's gross and he gets it out. And then he tries to climb out himself and he gets out and that sheep goes and falls right back in it. Right? That, that's me, and God knows it's me, you know. But, the, but the, the rod and the staff, the staff, you have to understand that he is our shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. He will always rescue us. Maybe not from the valley, but in the end, we shall fear no evil, for he is with us. 